this is like true uh, kismet that we're having them on. Will, did you see the um, the trailer for Pete Davidson's movie? Like every scene, he's wearing an online ceramic shirt. Mark Anthony saw the went and saw a screening to see if we wanted to cover it, and he was like, "It's so uh-huh. awkward, dude. It's like he's wearing different OC in every single." shot and it's just so weird and there's like a scene that opens with him like stenciling like i love will welch (laughs) finally (laughs) i'm curious to to hear about how that happened whether they were even aware of it because he's wearing not he's not just wearing uh, openings or uh, online ceramics he's wearing some like real joints um the you know like ego is not your amigo um that's a joint which is one of the one of the best of all time Emrata's uh, special T-shirt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Can you hear me? What's up? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Log on. It's hot. Really hot in LA. It's dark and hell is hot. It's really hot, and uh, our studio doesn't have AC, so. I wasn't expecting the shirtless Zoom, but I, I really yeah, respect I it. <laughs> finally, finally a shirtless yeah, Zoom. Yeah, finally a shirtless Zoom. Yeah. Only took us six weeks. It's been really, it's, I was going to put a shirt on, but I was like, fuck it. Like, there's no way I can do this with a shirt on. <laughs> it's really baller that we're interviewing like our favorite shirt designer. And it's not shirtless. <laughs> oh, I know, damn. Can't make it up. How have you been? Well, I'm really good. Really good. Cool. You allowed to say that during global pandemic? Really good. You're supposed to say, it. Oh, "Man, I'm okay." It's um, okay to be no, good for sure. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm good. We've been working really hard and having, just doing well at it. Having some success at working really hard during a really upside down time. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, it's been intense, but like super encouraging. I think it comes down to like either you really know and at a in a situation like this, you either really know what you're trying to say and what the project is and what you're trying to accomplish, or you get in situations like this where all of the conditions and circumstances by which you work go upside down and you're lost. Like everything went upside down and we haven't been lost at all. It's like full steam ahead. So I feel like it's been a good test of um, our like corporate self-awareness. <laughs> And I feel like we're passing, yeah. you know? Totally. Yeah. We're like, we feel, I think, yeah, we're just, I'm impressed at our ability to like just maneuver through it so far. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's cool. Let me show you. We're doing this project with these uh, uh, people that like live in the trees in Redwood in uh, Humboldt County to protect the forests. It's a group of anarchists. And uh, we're like making, for the next drop, we're gonna have like a shirt that like all the proceeds will go to uh, basically feeding them while they're up in the trees. Amazing. What are they saying about Humboldt in general? Like the, the You know what, to be honest, really- I don't know anything about the project. <laughs> I just know that they like literally like live in the trees and protect this specific area that the they've been clear cutting. So, and it's a homie, my friend Cooper, that's like up there and that's how we're aware of it. And uh, so that's the only reason why we're doing it is because Cooper is basically up there defending the forest and they wanted he told me they've been, they don't have like proper like rigging gear. Like they mm-hmm. like, they climb these trees with like old shitty climbing gear and like, just like stuff like that. And I was, we were just like, yeah, we should just like do like a little shirt. Yeah, so, get them. I think on the back, get their Elijah, tech right. Elijah's gonna make like a, he's gonna have like a skeleton like cutting off a lumberjack's head on like a tree stump. <laughs> It's gonna be That's sick. an Instacop. I need one of those. Yeah, I know. I have a feeling <laughs> yeah. it's gonna go off. Uh, should we start? Are we started? There are no beginnings and there are no ends. That's exactly right. Time is a flat circle, but this is episode 94 of Corporate Lunch, and that much that's a certainty. That's like a universal truth. And um <laughs> and we have a full house 
today that includes the entire GQ with Will, with Rachel, Sam, Noah, and then Hot Mike's the online, today. The online ceramics boys are on today. Half of them are on now. Hi, Alex. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see everybody. Well, we already covered the heat in LA, hence um, not everyone's going to get to appreciate your shirt off because unfortunately we're an audio only program for now. Um, but just so the people know, one fifth of us is sh at least shirtless. We don't, could be more uh, nudity. <laughs> Eliza always wears a shirt. <laughs> can't, really, okay. can't speculate on the pants or pantslessness. Yeah, I have pants on. Okay, we'll trust you. When I called Alex uh, a month ago for something else, he, um, I got to witness his whole morning routine via Zoom or via FaceTime. <laughs> he was wrapping himself in a towel after a shower, making a little orange juice, having some breakfast. It was really nice, actually. I literally it was super got, soothing. Yeah, that was hectic. I I was in, I was I do like a, my like Ashtanga yoga practice every morning, and like, um, I forgot that we had that call. And then I was like right at the end of my practice and I was like, oh shit, like I have to do that like right now. And I like rushed out of there and like it was kind of hectic, but I like kind of forgot that we had an interview that morning. Can you, um, what are the basic principles of Ashtanga? You know, the practice that I do is like, it's based off this guy Krishnamacharya's teachings. Um, and it's like an eight limb system that is, um, you know, I actually really can't name all the limbs off the top of my head, but it's the, it's a physical asana practice that I do every morning. That's like, you know, designed to purify the, the blood of your body and purify your, your body to the point where you can eventually do like these breath work techniques that like um kind of assist in uh the ability to ground yourself and um yeah it's it's kind of changed my life it's been it's been really cool to have like a discipline like that every you know it's six days a week we, we take the moon, moon full moons and new moons off but um for the most part yeah it's been really transformational just like physically and mentally just like I can't, I, I can't wait to see the clarity of the transmission that Sam Hine received in your GQ interview, <laughs> fresh out of the, <laughs> fresh out of the Ashtanga spiral. I was in a haze. Clear as does, a bell. Does that include the, does this include like the Ashtanga primary series? Is it, is it somewhat uh, based yeah, on that, that? That's what it is actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a primary series. It's a really long series of, of poses. It's, it's typically self-led. So even if you do it in a class, everyone, you self-lead, so you're not necessarily following what the teacher calls out, verbal cues from a teacher. And it gets incredibly difficult, but the beginning of it is pretty familiar to anyone who's done like a vinyasa class. It's similar to like the sun salutations and some of these movements, but it's, it's variations on that. And then it's an extended series that towards the end becomes extremely challenging and sort of strange, but it's, it's, um, it's, a, really, it's a really difficult one. That's what corporate, I know about. If you if you string together a certain selection of episodes, corporate lunch is low key a yoga pod. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 That's if you get if you get the uh, the the online ceramics episode and maybe maybe tap Alex. it in with like a, a Devendra and an Alex Olson. Um, <laughs> yeah, starting to be like Alex advanced Olson, yoga that training. Cool. Yeah. I read yeah. an article about him that GQ put out. It's cool. He's he's also does yoga. Right? That's right. Yeah, no, I wrote that That's one. right. I wrote that article. Yeah, he's a major yoga and meditation head. That's awesome. A, a newcomer in the group. Hi, Elijah. Hey, what's up? Hey, Welcome dude. to Corporate Lunch. I was doing my biggest grin for you, but I don't think it landed. You're, oh, no. There it is, though. So where are you guys? Alex, you're in your studio, and Elijah, are you in room at home? It's glad to see you guys are socially distanced. That's that is proper. That is correct. We're doing pretty good. Yep. Where are you guys actually in um, geographically? Like Highland Park. 
LA? Yeah, I'm in uh, Lincoln Heights at the base of the Montecito Heights Hill. Elijah, how are you? Pretty good. Just like chilling, working, and figuring out what to do with myself all the time. Just here. <laughs> but it's cool. Ain't we all? Yeah. It's all good. How are you guys? Good. Really We're good. good. Right? good. Yeah. We're good. Figuring it out. What's wrong with that, I think. That's what I Yeah, think. we decided it's okay to say that you're good even during a global pandemic, if you are in fact good. Yeah. It's good to be good. You don't have to be just okay. You don't have to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were talking we we're talking earlier about the uh the king of staten island trailer that came oh, out yeah. today um where pete davidson is just is just dripped out in all um what's the deal did you guys did you guys send him those shirts or were you involved in uh in, in that costume direction at all or how did that how did that go down the costume designer you know occasionally someone will um ask for t-shirts and we usually send them and then sometimes they appear in movies and sometimes they don't this time they actually they use them a lot it looks like <laughs> yeah so what percent of the time if a costume designer pull you know asks you guys to send t-shirts and you do it do you get them back or is that just like never going to happen? Sometimes, I mean, if we tried to get them back, I'm sure we could, but usually we kind of just, I don't even think, it's think o you know, it's okay. It's fine. Like, yeah. But do they ever just send them back? Which is like in theory, what's supposed to happen. Have we ever gotten shirts back? No. <laughs> Have you guys ever gotten shirts so. back from a GQ shoot? Um, I think we usually tell you to keep them. Oh, yeah. Damn. I thought we were going to be the um, the pillar of propriety and efficient returns. I think it's more or less our fault that nothing makes it back to us. <laughs> That's like our own. We usually forget. That's a big part of it. <laughs> I wonder if you guys will get a specific shout out in the credits of that movie since you were used so heavily. I was wondering that actually. I, I wonder if we'll be in like the special thanks or something. Yeah. I need to see this trailer. How many how many OC shirts happen in the span of like a whatever it is, a 60 or 90 second trailer? Like five. <laughs> oh, that's a lazy costume designer. They're like, fuck it, this box looks cool. At the end of American Gigolo, it's like costume designs by so-and-so, Mr. Gear Suits by Armani. And it yeah. should say like costume design by so-and-so, Pete Davidson's shirts by Online Ceramics. I like how Rachel isn't going to give him Mr. Davidson. She's like, Pete. Yeah. yeah. Young, young Pete's costumes by. They paid like full price for them, though. They like insisted. They were like, really oh, that's great. So now we're talking. Yeah. It kind of freaked me out when I saw it because I was like, I just was like, damn, like, I, like, why would they choose our shirts for this movie or something? Like, why? It just felt like, like, whoops or something. Or like, I don't know. Like, it just kind of was like, I think uh, it's cool, but I'm. I feel like we conned them or something, or like I don't know, <laughs> like wrong. I mean, it seems it sounds intense. I haven't seen the trailer, but it sounds intense. For them, that yeah, the amount is just like wow. Like it's written honor, but also kind of like they're really like elite. They're like pledging allegiance to us. Yeah, like, <laughs> like for sure. Just cool. It's like a whole marketing project that you guys didn't necessarily like buy into or something. Right. Pretty much. Totally. totally. It's not a it's not an A twenty four film, is it? Because you guys have a relationship with A twenty four, but it's not it's not it didn't come through that sort of thing or something an existing relationship you guys had, right? No, it was like a cold no. email. Almost like probably like two years ago at this point, like two summers ago. Huh. And they were just like, We want to buy stuff for a Pete Davidson movie and we were still pretty like new. We were like, Is this terrible to do like what do we do we like, actually almost didn't do it i we said no at first i think then we were just kind of like well fuck it it doesn't really matter cares. yeah they're, they're gonna wear they're like, okay they said no let's yeah. just go on the website and buy this stuff. yeah like <laughs> yeah you kind of have to like relinquish some of that like uh your own possession of your own stuff in that way where you just kind of have to be like okay it's fine it's gonna exist this way well let's let's talk a little bit about what that's been like um uh, obviously like um a pete davidson movie is is 
is a stranger, more just like almost random extension of that. But um, I mean, at Dead and Company shows, it has gone from like, oh, wow, I saw a kid in an OC shirt to just like, they, it's everywhere. I mean, at those shows, your designs are everywhere. So what is that like for you guys? I, I can't really, uh, it's, it's weird, kind of. It's kind of, it's really amazing, but it's also kind of like, I can't believe it blew up on that scale, you know? It's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, Alex and I like literally started like not knowing anyone in that world. Like we just showed yeah. up, the two of us, with like a blanket and a table yeah. and an old truck. And we were like, okay, I don't know. I don't think this is really gonna work, but we wanna try to get some money to go to a couple of shows. So it's definitely like, I mean, it's pretty just like amazing. Like yeah, it's kind of like super, like you kind of just like whatever when you're in it. I went to a show in Texas and it like, I like full on like cried. Cause there was like, I didn't know anyone else at the show. Like mm -hmm. no friends at all. But like still it was just like people all around me like wearing that. I was like, oh my God, that's like so cool. I mean, it's cool. It's amazing. Yeah. I think the one, we were never trying to be cool, you know, and now it's just like this like cool thing for people to have at the shows and stuff. So it's just like, it's just interesting. It's just like, it started out genuinely as like a, just a way for us to express our like, express ourselves and now it's and it was never we were never trying to be cool it was and now it's just a super cool thing that got like adopted by streetwear too kind of and it's the whole thing has been really trippy for me personally and also when you're high at the show or something and like you kind of zoom back and you see it and it's like it's it can be like you know just like <laughs> heavy duty pretty trippy <laughs> Yeah. Heavy duty for sure. <laughs> well, there's a there's kind of a way in which the um what has happened with you guys on that front has uh like sort of traced a similar arc as what's just happened with the Grateful Dead in general. Um I mean, I have spent most of my life being just relentlessly mocked for loving the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And this this whole thing, I know that there have been um waves like in the in the 80s and early 90s before jerry garcia died and so on there there were waves of very similar things but in my lifetime um it was just like you know people just made fun of me for it for the most part and so it's very uh it's just been a very different moment these last couple of years to have um it be so cool you know and then there's an interesting thing where like oh what is it like now that um is it annoying that this thing you're into has gotten to be so cool? And I always say no, but uh, part of the reason why is, well, first of all, I think I've always loved the Grateful Dead because they're really good. So the idea that other people would be into it has only makes sense to me. But there's also, I have this feeling in the back of my head that like, well, th the world is going to move on as well. You know what I mean? It's all temporary. It's all just happening as culture does in waves. And it comes and goes and it's come this way and it'll go a different way one day. And so it's all just part of the, part of the program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm never really, I feel like me and Elijah agree on this and that it's, you know, it has gotten cooler, but the music will always be the, you know, one of our primary inspirations and, kind of how we pivot ourselves in the art world or in the fashion world. And um, it's really cool to see other people latch onto it also. I was just gonna say like, it makes me really happy. It's like my center. So the fact that there's something that's making more people happy, I can't think of anything better in the entire world. Like I, I hold no claim to that, you know, that's, yeah. everyone has that. It can, can take you down like a really positive road. You know, I think there are many, spaces within dead culture that can take you into questionable territory but i feel like in general like you know the light is there you know jerry's jerry's jerry brought such a beautiful light to the world that you know people for 
forever will follow that and seem, you know, it just perpetuates this light. Yeah. And that light is outside of cool or uncool. Right? Yeah, I agree. That it's hip, just hip or unhip. It it's love. Yeah. It's just all love. It would have changed our lives whether or not our t-shirts worked or not. Like, yeah, it changed our lives and it made our friendship even better. And that's like why we did this whole thing. It's because of the love of this stuff. How much do you guys think the dead will remain like central to online ceramics or has over time versus it, the project growing to encompass like other things? Like, does it feel like that will always be the center, like the impetus, or is it something that you feel like will always be central to, to everything you work on moving forward? Or do you feel it like just completely growing anywhere it wants to from that? I think we're open to anything it wants to. Um, and I think we have been doing that, like trying to actively grow in ways that we can still find interesting. I mean, we've been making Grateful Dead t-shirts for over four years now, you know? Um, so you always want to expand and learn new things, but I do think it'll always be a pivotal role, which is why we started that uh, Turtle River brand is so we could always still have that element while still maybe moving online ceramics in other directions without it just being like, these guys make skeleton t-shirts, you know? It's like, how can we move into different dynamics while still appreciating where we come from and what we love, you know? So how does Turtle River relate to online ceramics? Is like online ceramics an umbrella that Turtle River is under? Is that too literal? I mean, we have a few different, I guess, subsidiary, subsidiary projects with um, online ceramics, one being like Mushroom House, uh, and then there's also Turtle River. Haunted Wagon is kind of this ambiguous thing that we bring out occasionally. Um, Turtle River. Sometimes with so, an actual haunted wagon, physical. Yeah. Physical haunted I, I think Turtle River is just a way for us to go full force Grateful Dead without it. For us, online ceramics, I think, is just the end, is just the sincere free space that me and Elijah get to exist together creatively. And it, and that space is so sacred to us that for it, the licensing agreement to interfere into that space, it felt like it was tainting the freedom of, I feel like for me personally, I don't know if Elijah agrees with this, but it's just such a sacred space for me and Elijah that I think Turtle River allows us to expand that notion in a space in a, in a way that we can really go in on it and feel good about it and and allow it to grow in its in its own world and turtle river is like a really beautiful name to me and i i think it creates this like really beautiful vision of inter, inter, intertwining that with the grateful dead was just this special idea that we had together and so basically just to separate the two in a distinct way that allows us to keep online ceramics this very like sacred energy like space where me and Elijah get to explore at like the the freest. Yeah, like I would never just put a giant dead bear on like an online ceramics sweatshirt. But the fact that it's a Turtle River sweatshirt is like, okay, we can do that and that's okay. You know, it kind of just gives us the more we branch out, the it's like more fingers we have that we can like play music with like without it feeling like convoluted or like getting too heavy on the online ceramics thing like we can jump to haunted wagon and make an insane scary t-shirt but that's okay because it's like online ceramics is still going to show up and do a shirt about like farming you know so it kind of like lets us express ourselves through different languages in a way and and the um is it correct that the official grateful dead stuff that you guys have been creating is turtle river Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you guys with I was think speaking of like the Pete Davidson film and other like sort of collabs, do you guys get inundated with requests to like collaborate and do merch for so and so, you know, album, band, TV show? Like how are you guys fielding these or, or like how is the your operation beginning to like process the amount of in addition to the orders you get every time you drop, but just everything else that comes in when something is has the success and energy you guys have. What's that been like and how are you guys managing it? Our, our number one thing with like collaborations and who we work with is people that we respect and admire. 
So like, honestly, like, even I would say we're definitely getting inundated and kind of particularly right now when everyone's kind of like, I don't know what to do <laughs> with projects. I don't think we'll ever do a project with people that we don't respect and love and care about. So honestly, I mean, not to sound rude, but like, it's really only the two of us handling like our main email account. So if it's something that doesn't interest us, we're probably just, we don't feel obligated to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. cause that gets really tedious for two people to keep up with like every email that comes in. So kind of like, I mean, you would agree with that, right, Alex? Yeah, I think just when we're excited about a project, we're down. And yeah, people email us a lot and, or, you know, occasionally we get, you know, people want to do projects with us and it just doesn't make sense at the time. So we'll just pass on it. But um, we have, since the beginning, I think something that's been really special about what we're doing is, or what I, I feel good about is just, we have a clear focus and we know exactly what we want and we can pretty much immediately always agree yes or no on certain things like and yeah, yeah we're kind sure of it's funny we're like the same we're actually the same person kind of <laughs> i know people joke that we're like opposites a lot but we're not really at all we're pretty like, we have right. the same taste and like ev like when it comes to everything we're just like yeah that's it's Perfect. so weird. Not. Yeah, it's very yeah. like cut and dry. Kind of like since we became friends, like, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. And it kind of just goes without saying. It's really weird. But uh, is it also true that sometimes people feel, get confused uh, if you if they see one of you without the other? Yes. Very <laughs> it's much. like you guys, you guys definitely have like a psychic um, uh, and cosmic connection, but there's also like your are two individuated people and um yeah does that ever happen where people are like well where's alex absolutely and you're like yeah uh, i don't know or like, like are you going on vacation like yeah i think i'm gonna leave town they're like well is alex gonna go it's like <laughs> i remember when i was supposed to move to new york like four years ago that, like no one was like congratulations cool you got a job they were like but what about alex like that's like, the first thing everyone <laughs> said like <laughs> no one gave a shit about what I was doing. They're like, what about you guys? You know? Don't let the different windows fool you. Um, Noah, Sam, Rachel, and I all live in the same room with bunk beds. <laughs> two, there's two sets of bunk beds and the corporate lunch, like, yeah, we're all together. We have actually never lived together. No. And I mean, we both lived with numerous other people that work with us at Online Ceramics, but we have never lived together. That would have been dope. I'm, I'm sure it would have been fun. It would have been probably chaotic. <laughs> maybe like in retirement. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> totally. Just count, just get together, get a treehouse together and just count your online ceramics money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's like sharing a condo in Boca. We've talked about that <laughs> for sure. That sounds dope. Um, so through through this uh, pandemic, have you guys you guys are stay, working separately? Like one's in the studio one day, and the other are are you guys you know together so much that you've kept working together? I mean, me and Elijah have been taking it very seriously, so we're not. I'm I'm not concerned about. We're 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 down to work in the same space together. Just Elijah has you have a, a nice setup at home, so yeah, he just works from home a lot of the time. Just I was going in about that. But I got a little under the weather with other stuff, so I'm like, I'm not fucking with the outside right now. <laughs> no one's getting near me right now. Um, but yeah, my my apartment's really nice, but I've got two dogs, and it's just sometimes like. It gets a little hectic and it's really small and me and my girlfriend live there and it's I don't know it just sometimes is nice to have a a area where I can come and work but we're definitely still facetiming like every few hours just to like oh yeah check in and you guys have been pretty operational through the whole thing right to the extent that you need to yeah super fortunate in that we have found some true renegades in Los Angeles down to print stuff and it's like we've really figured out how to make it happen pretty quickly we've kind of figured it out which is super fortunate that we were able to keep moving yeah, yeah it's moving at a little bit of a slower pace than normal but 
we're still we're meeting our 30 day mark most of the time i think <laughs> right because you guys did a big drop basically right at the in the early stages of the of the lockdown yeah that was hectic but that we was did psychotic yeah well, that was intense will you tell us a little bit about what was intense about it I was reading articles about what was happening early in January and I had a bad feeling about it back then. And as the weeks progressed, I kind of, I was the one being like, this is bad. Like this is going to happen. And like kind of the outcast in that way. And it felt, I felt like this crazy person, like doomsday vibes, but I was like, was the canary in the coal mine for sure. Was. I was like, guys, this shit's bad. Like, I don't know. And then um, three, we, we usually finish graphics for a drop about three weeks before they're dropped online. And we had finished the graphics and it was about three weeks out from when we dropped. And I came to Elijah and was just like, I think we need to drop these tomorrow. I think we need to make mock-ups and just put them on shirts and just like drop it tomorrow. And uh, we decided not to, and we decided to just kind of wait it out. And then we, so let me explain. We normally get the shirts printed before and then take photos because we just have this like psychic thought that it's just important to have the physical object in the photo. And it usually reads better. Yeah, it just reads a little better. We don't like mocking things up like fake. So um, anyway, we we decided to not do it the fake way. And then a f- about a week before May 17th or whatever was when, or March 17th when things kind of got really bad, we had another meeting and we're just kind of like, let's just let's just see what happens. And then it just kept getting worse and worse. And we almost held the drop completely. It was 24 hours, like the day before we dropped, I was unsure if we should drop at all. And then we had so much invested in the drop that it was kind of just like we had to, we had to face the music and drop it. And it, every, I'm really glad we did. You know, I think it was yeah. important for us to do it. And uh, it was really hard. It was It was difficult because that was during the height of when I would be on Instagram and I would see like a friend post a painting or something. And I'd be like, I can't look at that right now. <laughs> like, mm, I can't, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm just like, it was really try. tough to be like, okay, here we go. We're having fun making stuff. Cause it seemed like there was like, you were running, like literally running from the storm right behind you. You know, it's like Twister or something. And like, we're like, fuck, we're like driving out of town. Like there's one shirt that I finished Sunday night. We got a sample made Monday and it was available Tuesday at 9am, which was like, one of the most remarkable things I think we've managed to do. Yeah. Just how did it, but it was crazy after the confusion and the uncertainty of the moment is clear. But once you guys were putting it out into the world, how did that feel? Did it feel right once you started doing that? Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. I think, I think there's a big misconception. Like I don't want to say misconception. That's not the correct word, but people are like, Oh, why are people releasing shit? Like, it's like, well, this is what we do for a living. This is not only what we do for a living, but this is what we do for fun and happiness and fulfillment. Like, just because, I mean, it is difficult to make things right now. It is like everyone's mind is clouded right now. There's no way around that. But for people to assume that I'm just going to be like, no, I don't make art anymore. I don't do what I love anymore. Like that's, I mean, we're going to keep doing it. So I, I had no qualms about us releasing stuff. And I think if anything, we were trying to release things that would hopefully make people feel at least moderately happy and severely confusing in dark time. Uh, One thing about our like last drop that was special for me is just, I felt like, I felt like it was some of the best things we'd ever made and it felt really timely in this. It just, we try to, we really do, it's important for us to bring like positive things into the world and that's like, one of our that's like our mission truly and uh you know i think it felt it felt good to like share those pictures whether or not people could afford them or buy them like it just feels good to share 
you know, positive things and, and, you know, people will be excited about that. So yeah, we try to explicitly that, really like important for, for me, like however you consume things, whether it's buying them or just scrolling, like we're just so fortunate that we get to share our ideas. Like doesn't really matter however people consume them. And we're just lucky that people are even looking. So it's great. We, uh, Sam Hine was telling me that, um, for the recent project, upcoming GQ project that we can't really talk about, but we can, I think I'll, I'll leak one little tidbit, but, um, that you guys were feeling a certain amount of sort of creative freedom, like you hadn't felt in a very long time. Uh, partly because of, you know, we're all in this situation of just like a lot of things slowing down, some things stopping altogether that typically take up, you know, how we spend our day. And I wonder if you guys could just talk about, um, that sort of what that creative flow has been like through these weeks for you too. Um, yeah, the, the coolest thing that's happened, it's, it's been that it's just being been this, everything slowed down to a point to where we have time to focus on things that aren't graphics. Uh, we started a radio show that you can listen to on like Alara FM, which I was really, I thought we did like, I, we tried really hard to like make this, this like scary pop, like horror show. Um, and we're gonna keep doing those. And that's been really cool to just branch out from making graphic t-shirts. Like we, we got like, yeah, we, we bought a microphone and did a bunch of research and worked together. And that's what I do in the middle of the night now. I just, I'm researching for our, for our radio show and it's been really scary. That's what I did this morning. I woke up. I, like, right. <laughs> I, I have the, I have like all these articles saved and like at any point in time, it, for some reason I research this stuff at like starting at midnight and like, like what kind of stuff, what kind of articles? Like just scary, scary stuff, like bad, horrible, a lot of missing persons, just, just like, Scary, yeah. like like stuff Nails that's so is it supernatural or is it like things that it's not supernatural or more morbid? i mean I, I think the original idea for the show was these these stories that were based around uh like people that would take psychedelics and have bad trips and now for the next episode it's a it's taking a little bit of a different course and you know i'm re like i have on my desktop right now like there's this this story that it's just about a family who was visiting America and decided to go to Death Valley. And this is, I think, in the 90s. And, like, they just disappeared. And there's these really scary photos of the of their van that has all flat tires. And their bodies weren't found until, like, 2006. And, like... The overarching like theme is good times gone bad. In the middle of the night, it's just kind of good times gone bad. Yeah, that's kind of right, Alex. That's kind of what we're thinking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good times gone bad is the easiest yeah. way to describe our radio show. But yeah. it's kind of like a, a war of the worlds kind of. We've all outcome. felt that turn happening, and so that's never a good feeling. No, but other than yeah. that, I mean, we had Alex in particular was working with our friend Jasper to make some images for us and a concept for us. And honestly, I've been like, kind of like around the clock, just thinking about graphics and designing, like, cause it's kind of all I really do for entertainment when nothing else is around to, I don't know, I get really bored. I tried to watch like a documentary last night and I couldn't make it. So I just kind of went back. Well, can we talk a little bit about the, the um, development of the OC design language? Just like what some of the, before you guys had started online ceramics, um, what what threads were there that eventually came together in the actual look of the designs? Like, what is there that's what is there that's proto OC? Like before there was a that has a, that has this in it. Whether it's like you know work that one or both of you was doing for money, or just like drawings in a notebook, like whatever the case. I have no idea. Whatever the case may be. I mean, we started making art together when we were like 19. So it's been like 11. In what context and in what, where? We Ohio? were in art school together and kind of like what he's saying, we had like the same taste and everything. We just thought everything was pretty similarly funny. And we both were kind of just like, I don't know, we gravitated. 
I don't want to say towards, we weren't assholes, but we just had a different sense of humor, I think. So like, I mean, the first thing we ever made was like a tapestry. And it was like a big poop joke. I mean, honestly, to like put it very bluntly, that like hung in this like school show, this like giant screen printed tapestry. And then we like, the second thing I think we made was that book, right? That's where, where was art school? We did make a book. It's a Columbus art school. It's really, it's kind of hilarious. They have the, it's so funny. It's got, they have this massive, like 10 story sculpture that arches over the entire campus that just says art. <laughs> it's insane. It's so insane. But as far as like, pro, like ceramics goes, like, I mean, I've revisited some of like. Wait, what, sorry, what was the book though? I cut you off when you were about to. Uh, tell it was us called Dog Boy, book. actually, and we tried to do a serialized edition where we screen printed every page. But like, mine was very much this like Xeroxy punk thing, and Alex's was very much like strange kind of. It's the same thing, like. It's Alex definitely the same thing. Strange, <laughs> kind of quiet and like unnerving, and mine's a little bit louder and more like, look at how crazy this thing can be. But like. I mean, even like some of Alex's, like I was like thinking about this earlier today, like some of Alex's like noise projects or like performance art projects were like these super weird things that everyone was just like, what? I remember like some of Alex's art projects in school were so weird that some people just like couldn't even hang, you know? What's an example of one of the performance art pieces? The one where you played uh, Dazed and Confused is like always. Yeah. I like- The Led Zeppelin song? No, no, I, I like, we had to, uh, I was in an experimental video class and you were supposed to make like an experimental video for this assignment. And I just decided that I was going to play Dazed and Confused, the film, all the way through. And, <laughs> but I like, recontextualization, this, like, man. Yeah, but I, and, and I, and my whole thing was that, I like sat up next to it while it played and I pointed out my favorite scene of the film. <laughs> and that was like the performance. Yes. <laughs> so Ooh, that's good. That's really good. I also, Were you there for that, Elijah? I was not there for that. But I was there because <laughs> I Alex was definitely on some like heady video shit. And I was like making like all the weird punk flyers. Like I actually found some the other day that have like Grateful Dead iconography from them from like 12 years ago. So I was like already mixing this like Xerox dead thing like a long time ago. But I do remember there was also a video on Alex's senior thesis. There's also a funny story about my computer blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Your it was computer like, was on fire. My computer was on fire. <laughs> he was like setting up his thesis and he'd been in New York for like months. And I was like, oh dude, like finally we get to like hang out. Like we were so stoked. And I was like, dude, check it out. I like bought this laptop. <laughs> it's like a brand new iMac. Like every dollar I had, like the whole like $200 I had or whatever. I was like, dude, check it out. Like let's listen to music. And I like plugged it in. And like the second I plugged it in, it just caught on fire. And like it didn't help at all. <laughs> just spontaneously combusted. Yeah, dude, you. I was like, Yo, dude, it's on fire. <laughs> you were like, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, dude, look, it's on fire. <laughs> it was so funny. How do you put out a fire like a computer fire? Like, what do you use? What do you close it? Just close I don't remember that. You close it. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was like, dude, there's no way that's getting fixed. And I was like, it was literally like <laughs> the day after I bought it. And I was so excited to show them. Like, that is so funny. Actually, but anyway, me. long story short, Alex made a video of him edited into a Grateful Dead concert for that. I like, I like video. I like green screen myself into the crowd. I like, like, of like, a, like a 74 show. And that was like the only video in the, the gallery was just this like video of me um, in this, at this Grateful Dead show. And then what were the, um, if, you, if you guys have told this story a million times, but I don't actually know it. What were the, 
what, what was the momentum that got that led to you guys making shirts and going to sell them at a dead end company show for the first time? Um, I, I visited California in like 2013, 14, probably 2015. Cause I was like super into the dead. Like, I mean, I've been around it like my whole life. Um, and I went to visit and Alex had also kind of like, we'd kind of broken communication, not like intentionally, not out of lack of friendship. He just did his own thing. I was doing my own thing. And when I came to LA for like a wedding and I saw him and he was wearing like a dead shirt and we were like, okay. And he's like, dude, I don't know. I don't have many friends that like the dead. You should just move here. And I was like, okay. So like a few, like half a year later or something, I just saved up money and moved there. Something like that. And then we just were like, okay. Well, Dead and Company start. We both did fairly well. I actually saw Alex on the video stream of Fairly Well, which was sick. But I was like watching the show and he was like in the crowd. It's like, you know. <laughs> and then like we both did that and we were both like, well, we're both into this thing. We're both kind of like not stuck creatively, but something different creatively. You know, like we want to switch it up. So I just moved. And then we were going to do our own thing. And then we got offered, our friend Sonia hit us up or hit me up to do a shirt for the book fair. Sonia from Come To Use. Um, and I was like, sure. And then Alex was like, why don't we just do this thing we've been talking about and make it a t-shirt. So that's actually how we started was like making something for the LA Art Book Fair. And then we we're like, well, uh, people like, we wanted to see new Grateful Dead shirts and we love the old lot shirts. We're like, well, let's just try to make our own iteration of that and start selling them at shows. Another like huge thing about how we started was just like I was uh, working as an artist assistant for Laura Owens and uh, that gave me access to this amazing studio that I could, you know, occasionally I would burn screens for us, you know, well, I, would, I burned all the first two years, basically, I did all the, the screens that we, we used were burned at our studio. So we were able to keep like our overhead at like just such a low level that we could afford to do it. Otherwise, like, I honestly don't know if we would have ever have done the project. At least no, it would have taken a while because we were originally only having to buy t-shirts and- Which we would buy from like the scrap bins at the American Apparel store where they're like a dollar, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we would just, I would burn the screens at our studio and then we'd we'd take the screens back to Elijah's apartment and screen print everything in his living room. Um, that was like the first two years. Um, yeah, we tie-dyed, printed with no press, everything out of my living room, which was- Did you have decent success selling them right off the bat? Like the first time- How many sold for show? Um, it Poor, didn't- It was really bad. It didn't hit those. <laughs> It didn't, it, it did not catch on. No, right people thought we were just actually like inexperienced, like stupid people. Like people didn't, <laughs> yeah, understand. People didn't get it. People didn't, didn't understand, understand it. They didn't understand yeah. that we were like referencing other things. They were just like, you guys aren't very good at this. You guys should really try harder next time. But like people within our own community started to understand it. And then obviously it turned into a different thing. But like older folks like in the parking lot were like, I don't think you guys really understand how this works. <laughs> like pretty cute yeah i mean we did so many we i think it was that we did the whole me and elijah were at every show of 2017 and it was brutal like which i don't know it's that you signed up for that but i mean there were shows where you know we made like 40 40 bucks you know just enough to like you know we would we were losing money, you know? Yeah, we were losing money and We were losing money, which is fine. Because we, nights, that's it. we were there for the music and that's the most important part for us. But I mean, it wasn't, it was the first, the first couple shows were, or first couple years were pretty, it was yeah. rocky. And we, and we, we, we never, like we were saying, we never thought it was gonna blow the way it did or, so we would probably still be doing it the same way if it never flew. I mean, it's funny because I think a lot of people are under this misconception that somehow we just got dropped into this role. But like, yeah. we, had, we, had no, we had no support system. We were two dudes in a van 
like risking everything we had with no money like we no me money. And both had no money like we were you know i had like five hundred dollars in my bank account for a very long time <laughs> so it was all like fully self-funded like it's all like i mean we've never taken any investors or anything like that it's always just been we That's just would I mean. reinvest everything into the next thing like we would take the money we made from the previous job put make and make more take every dollar and just invest every single dollar into making more shirts and then that would sell out you know and it would just it just built that way like super organically i've heard the story of where the name comes but at what point did the name come in like did you guys have it for those first couple shows yeah yeah, yeah the name was it like march March 2016 is when we kind of like we started like Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the it was originally there was a few different names for it, but I had already bought the domain name. Like I had owned this domain name two like probably for two years up to the point, and we were talking about using it to to start an online marketplace for our friends to sell ceramics, essentially, and we were going to sell our ceramics on there also. And since I already had the domain and I know how to, I knew how to code the website and everything, we just kind of just were like, let's just use this domain. It's easy. <laughs> we already have it. So I Alex was like deeply troubled. He's like, I don't think this is just like name. And I was like, dude, I've named enough bands in my life. That <laughs> name. When you it's have a name, hilarious. start over, whatever you do. Yeah. The other name was Far From Dead. That was the other title for it. And Tree Goblin. Tree Goblin is another <laughs> All of uh, this can come back in, in the future, you know? Yeah. We have, we, have, we have a working list of subsidiary names going, like always. I like that you guys use the word subsidiary. It really works on corporate launch. Yeah. That's our, our official that's name. Our, our subsidiary, Mushroom House. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Swamis Conglomerate. <laughs> holding company was there a breakthrough moment for you guys on the the fashion side of things like that sort of what was the entry point into that the more fashion universe that you you have some traction in? um chris gibbs and you all are huge <laughs> absolutely huge pretty chris, much chris gibbs chris was gibbs, the first person chris took a fucking massive i mean obviously john mayer who's like was helped us a lot in the beginning too but chris like we were still screen printing our own tags and sewing them ourselves and that's when we finally brought our friend jack in because we we're like we don't really know how to do this but chris full-on gambled on some dudes making t-shirts in like an eight foot by eight foot studio like full-on was just like i don't know you guys go ahead i'll buy them and then yeah you guys wrote about us like maybe like a month or two after that and it's been, yeah, that was kind of the... We, we are the true bequeathers of all fashion cred. <laughs> yeah. the, door, the door through one must walk. On you... the other side is Dover Street Market and millions and millions of dollars and, and very handsome, well-coiffed men and beautiful swan-like women of incredible, extraordinary heights and all kinds of wonders. But first you must pass through the door of GQ style. Yeah, you need a Sam Hine blog post. Yeah, got it. It's mandatory. How did you guys meet Chris? Or what was that connection? Just neighbors? He emailed us. I don't know how. I think he just found us on Instagram, probably. Or I don't actually, I've never asked him how. I don't know how he found us, but he emailed us out of the blue when we were like. He, he'll do it. He'll, he, he'll seize like a cool, small, independent sure. brand, you know, and he'll stock them and carry them, like, you know. Trying to think of other brands that that started, you know. There's other there's brands. Been a lot out there over that, the years. Yeah, he's been. He's like really into, you know, finding cool, unheard of brands and people. I think is he's he's it's really special, you know. And he took a total act of blind faith on us, and we were, I mean, we never set out to start a streetwear brand, so we were pretty much unfamiliar with him, and we kind of just were like, this seems like an incredibly smart person who to trust and we just and so genuine and warm-hearted yeah you know he yeah. still is awesome mm -hmm. yeah um how have your uh 
How have your relationship to, to, to being at the Denton Company shows changed um, now that it's several years in and you got you guys almost are like have a place in the ecosystem there? What you know, whether you conceive of it that way or not, I think um, it's true, you know. And so how has that changed just like your way of moving through through a tour or a concert or how do you guys um, relate to each other at the shows in terms of going together? Do you actually watch together or kind of go separately? And like, when you think back to those shows in 2016, 2017 versus tours now? I, my, my biggest difference is that I got, I just, I spin now. Never thought I was yeah. going to be a spinner. Never really True spinner. spinner. <laughs> I will always be in the spinner section. Um, I mean, we're, we, we still pretty much chill. We might go to a lot of different times. Like, we might walk in at different times. We sit times. together. But we're always like, I'm, we're usually in the same zone, like where everyone's dancing. Um, I, the one thing about it is we'll never not know where each other are. Whether, like, yeah if we're in different parts of the stadium, like we'll like know where we are. I'll be like, oh, Elijah's up in the balcony with Will. Or like, you know, I, like, I'll know where he is, but. I think a big difference is we probably get a little less fucked up. I mean, we're not 26 years old anymore, you know, going into this. 29, 29 now and just like yeah. really matured. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it was I, a pretty- I can say that I have all this gray in my beard. It's like the Zoom is making it really clear. I can say that stuff. But it was like pretty novel at first and we were like, yeah, let's like do shrooms and like get far out and like be in the lawn and like lose each other. But now I think there is like, there's like a, as much as like we'll always be there for the music, there is a work aspect, there's a certain responsibility that comes in. We have people helping us that we need to be accountable for. We have friends involved with like the production of the thing that we like to see and talk to and be accountable for and be around, you know? So it's, it's just different. But it's still really, I still love every single show. I love every show. There's never a show that I go to that I don't find something I love about it. I had a very um, beautiful moment where we were all meeting up at the Gorge last summer to go to a show. And uh, I got there way before you guys did. You guys were pretty delayed on your way to the Gorge. And um, I didn't know anybody else at that show or I didn't know who I knew at the show. And I didn't really, I wasn't like reaching out to people. I was just happy to be there by myself. And so I just went into the lot and found your table and introduced myself to the, your crew that was working the table while you guys were still making your way, um, you know, the gorgeous way out. And I always get confused. Is it in Washington or Oregon? Washington. Yeah. in Washington. George State. Washington. Yeah. Thank you. No, I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just introduced myself to your crew that was at the table and took a nap under the table. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I, I think AJ, our buddy who works with us, was like, uh, I think your friend Will from GQ is here and he's taking a nap under the table. So, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. yeah. it good. It was a long trip. Are you guys thinking at all about like if concerts are postponed for the next? several months or maybe even a year like about a different way of selling things or like luckily we like would you just migrate to e-commerce we don't make that much money on dead tour we do make money on dead tour for sure and it's it is it is an aspect of our business but luckily our primary commerce is already online um and we have our you know, we have a, we have ways of, we're not just making Grateful Dead. Like I know we make a lot of Grateful Dead things or themed things, but I think we have a few projects lined up in the next couple months that are pretty different. And um, it's definitely has us rethinking some things for sure, because how many years now, Elijah, that we've been doing Dead Tour? Four. This would have been four, number but four. But it's also like fall tours and stuff. Like Yeah, so I mean, for us to not go on tour this summer is definitely like, oh, we're, this is weird, but there's also kind of a relief in a certain, I mean, it's, it takes so much planning and energy. It's inner, it's, it's a lot of work. And um, I'm kind of honestly that I think it's a little bit, it's, I think everyone is, I think everyone is probably stoked for the summer a, a little bit, you know, just to not have 
so much going on. You know, I think it's a good time for people to to take a break and slow down. Us on tour is like, we don't, that's not like our bread and butter really. That's still, us going on tour is still like a passion thing and like a fun thing. Yeah, it's like really fun. We get to go see our favorite band and like hang out with our friends and travel. It's like, that's still why we do it. We don't do it because like, this is the biggest time of the year. This is Christmas. It's like, oh, this is really fun. And we love this. Like, so that's kind of why we totally. still do it. And, uh, Have you guys thought in terms of just other creative projects, like if, of taking graphics and ideas other places, like if Dead, if Dead in Tour is not going to be such a part of this summer and upcoming designs you would have in the works do you feel yourselves taking it in any other directions necessarily we're working on like some art projects some like actual like quote-unquote art projects for either later this year or art like on campus in columbus yes art like on like, campus. Art. like actual art. art 100 feet tall yeah 100 feet tall yeah but yeah we are yeah, we're always I mean, it's a constant conversation between us is just how we can expand, you know? And I think with the last photo, I, I, I would, we could call it a photo shoot, but it's, it's more of a art collaboration with Jasper. Um, those things we posted on our Instagram, the images, just trying to expand the vision of the brand is on always a constant, our constant mission. So yeah, we're absolutely thinking of that, I mean, it's it's really exciting, actually, for me to know that we're not going to do a dead tour this summer because it was kind. Of, it, it, last summer when we went into the tour, I was like, oh, of course, we're going to do a dead tour. Like, we're going to make dead. We're going to do this, and it's going to be sick and cool and easy. But it's exciting to like. It's really exciting for me to step back and just come at this with a different thought. And yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone on the planet got thrown off a ledge collectively. Yeah. We are lucky that our biggest concern is like, how do we stay creative in this? It's like, so it's, you know, like that's a fortunate place to be. So it's like, how do we navigate that in a kind and considered manner while still expanding what we're interested in, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. I feel like Sam Hine should ask the final question that brings us all home and into Sam's the weekend. Been really quiet. I, I've talked to you guys a lot in the past, in the past month. So, uh, <laughs> I wanted to follow up one more about what I was about that last part was just that um, not only do we really we've always had dead tour in the summer we have started like this really cool relationship with A24 and the fact that movies aren't coming out also has affected things uh, we've had multiple other projects music related that aren't Grateful Dead get postponed or canceled we've had like all any kind of film movie thing has been postponed indefinitely it seems. um so it's like a blank slate like we are like really like in a place of just like genuine we're like we're and for us it's really exciting like all like the like, have, like being able to do the the radio show things like that that are exciting we 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 like we said we started and then chris and then you guys were like here run and we've been running we've just been running the two of us have been every minute of every day it's something online ceramics like constantly i mean every almost 80 percent of what we text about is ideas you know we're always doing this so it's like it's the first time i think in four years we're gonna huh okay, this isn't complicated in two days. You know, it's like, how do we, how do we navigate kind of just floating again, which is, you know, which, which is how we started. And it's kind of imperative to like how we've made art for years. So it's, it's interesting. What I want to know is when, when you guys can finally... Wait, is this the last question? Is this the yeah. question? Sam? We're just about at time, so yeah. This is the question. Sam, you came in casual with it. It didn't have that like big like <laughs> drum roll kind of like last question energy. When, when this period of social distancing is over uh, and you guys can come back together and reunite, what are you guys gonna do? What's that, what's that reunion hang gonna look like? Just a long hug. A lot of probably grilling, like grilling really hard. <laughs> Music what, were, what do you wanna grill? 
Uh, we're definitely grilling grill. Like Alex and I like to do this thing where we grill out and we get at least like 20 bags of chips. So we're going to get like a ton of chips and chips are <laughs> the same chips. Yeah, we like different food. chips, a buffet. And we'll probably get some veggie dogs and burgers and hang out at the studio with everyone. Right. That sounds great to me. Yeah. Probably be super fun. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to start walking to LA right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys. I'm just going to gonna trust yeah. that, you know, by the time I hit Highland park, the, um, the curtain will be lifted and the grill will be on. Dude, I miss going to the movie theater so bad. I want to go to the movie theater. I mean, I'm going to go watch The King of Staten Island as soon as that's out uh, and available in theaters. Are they gonna I'm going to bring a bag. I'm going to bring a bag full of y'all's tie-dyes to the movie theater and every time Pete changes, I'm going to change my tie-dye. <laughs> Dude, we wanted to like be able to go to the movie and like kind of get rowdy when he like showed up in the shirts, but like no, no that's really going to happen. <laughs> Dude, yeah. we gotta go to the we'll theater. We'll have to do it on Zoom. Yeah, I think isn't that movie going? Netflix. It's going straight to streaming, right? It's never gonna. Yeah, go it's to straight theater. to streaming. I think. Oh really? Bummer. But yeah. Marissa Tomei's in that movie, and she's one of the all-time greats. I mean, there's a lot of good people in that movie. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Marissa, that's right. Marissa, I didn't know that. Is yeah. Marissa Tomei wearing wearing OC or no? That that would be <laughs> phenomenal. Everybody, everybody. Marissa Tomei's <laughs> ego is not her amigo. The whole yeah. cast. <laughs> the whole cast the whole time. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> All right, guys, sending you so much love. Thank you for um thank you for thank you for this is like the episode that felt like it had already happened, but now it actually has happened. It took ninety-three episodes. Nine this is ninety-four. This is a beautiful thing. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank, thank you so much. You.